But as I've been thinking about my own life um, on a daily basis, um, I'm, I'm trying to focus more on Christ and not the things, but, but Christ, uh, the person, um, and all, the, all of um, the ways that, that he has provided for me. And one of the things that brought me to this was when I was in high school, um, I had the opportunity to memorize a lot of scripture, um, various chapters of, of the Bible. And one of, one of the chapters that I, that I memorized was Isaiah 53. So I've been trying to go through these, these uh, chapters and, and kind of bring them, bring them back to the forefront of my brain. They're, they're buried back there somewhere. And, and just meditating through Isaiah 53 has been um, just so, um, the the meditation on Christ and what he's done for me has has had a a huge impact on my sanctification. And I just want to share a few of those things with you. Uh, The the, um, Isaiah 53 is, as a remarkable passage, when you think about it, written 800 years before Christ, and yet so detailed about our Savior and and what he accomplished for us, in particular, in his cross work, and all of those things being fulfilled. Uh, If you ever get to talk to a Jewish person, um, bring, somehow bring Isaiah 53 to the forefront. But if I could just read some of these verses and actually starting in 52.13, because that's where the song begins. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them, they see. And that which they have not heard, they understand. So we see here in these three verses that Jesus is high and lifted up because of his sacrificial atonement for the sins of mankind. And that suffering meant that he was so marred that he was actually unrecognizable. But the result is that kings would would eventually uh, hear these things and they would acknowledge the glory of Christ. And then Isaiah goes on to say, who has believed what he has heard from us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? So that verse tells us that very few people will believe this report. In fact, God has to reveal it to people for it to be grasped. He goes on, for he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. So our Savior was born into obscurity, growing up in humble conditions, growing up in a a poor home with no natural beauty in his person that we would be attracted to him, unlike David, unlike Saul. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. 
And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Notice that that plural pronoun, first person pronoun there that uh, Isaiah draws us in because if we were standing around the cross, that's exactly what we would say about him. We would look down upon him. We would completely reject him. We would say God is judging him because of his sin. That's why he's hanging on the cross. Yet he carried our griefs and our sorrows on that cross of shame. Verse five, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Notice the, the, the verbs there. He was pierced, crushed chastised, wounded, and all iniquity, uh, all of our iniquity laid on him. Because we are all sinners, this represents our only hope. He goes on to say, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? So no one noticed. And that's the scene we see between before uh, Annas, Caiaphas, and Pilate. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. You see their death and then burial. And then I'll just end on this. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So there we see the father crushing his own son. But what is the result? offspring. You and I are the believing offspring of those who have accepted Jesus as personal Savior, and the will of the Lord is accomplished. So just some thoughts from Isaiah 53, and I I just, I I would encourage you to memorize um, this passage and, and meditate on each truth. We just did a quick skim over but um, I, I want to be thinking more of Christ, you know, and as we pray, to be so thankful for our Savior and what he has accomplished for us. Thank you.